everyone. Welcome to episode 66 of the Waste of Webspace podcast. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And we must say, first of all, that this is our first ever live episode. So anything could go wrong or well, and nothing could go right. It's the first live episode that we're actually broadcasting, surely. Yeah. Every, every episode that we do is live. Well, it's we, just we, we, people we... happen to watch it later on. They can now watch this live. Okay, so in, in that case, we potentially could have live viewers. Does that make more sense? Um, Maybe. Yeah, I suppose so. It's, it's the only one with the Ratchet and Live broadcast on, <laughs> is what I would say, Jimbo. For those people that uh, maybe are just tuning in for the first time then, uh, we normally have a different episode titled, don't we? And over, particularly over lockdown, with having more time on my hands and so on, or a little bit more time on my hands, uh, not so much recently, but particularly at the start, uh, we, we were making parody songs, weren't we, too, for our song, uh, for our episode title headline, um, titles, basically. So we've got one today as well. And obviously, with this being our first ever live broadcast, um, this title of this podcast is called Idiots on a Stream. Are you ready? Okay, do I have to sing either the part of Kenny Rogers or Dolly Parton on this, by the way? You could do the ahas at the end if you like. Okay. Is that right? Idiots on a stream, that is what we are. Watchers on your phone, listen in your car. Cheap, low quality, jokes from fish and me. Talk about the news with each other, aha. And we'll quiz one another. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I thought, it, you know, for those that are tuning in for the first time, it's quite an accurate description of, of, of the show, isn't it? You know, low-quality jokes. We talk about the news and stuff. You can listen in your cars. People do. Um, in fact, do, yeah. we had somebody get in touch. I think it was somebody you know, uh, Pamela, is that right? Uh, got in uh, touch yeah, to sort of say that uh, she she's a lot of po- podcasts that she's been listening to have stopped because of uh, the pandemic and so they've not been able to record in the same way. So she's she's been short of material, so she's listening to us instead. Um, <laughs> no, she which is good. Very I, short of material. I, I think it's a compliment, but uh, she said she, she, she said you're not going to stop your podcast, are you? And I said, of course we're not. Of course we're not. Um, of course we're not. If anything, we're going to do more. Well, well, we'll we'll, we'll try as best. Um, but yeah, we and, not, and also we had a message as well saying that we've got another another listener as well who who Pam knows, but I can't remember their name. But I'll try and get it by the end of this uh, podcast so I can give them a good shout out. Uh, how are yeah. you anyway, Fisher? Everything okay? You could have just asked me what his name was, and I could have said Oh, God, you know, his, I didn't know his name. Oh, Alan, did you see the message as well? I saw the message as well. Oh, I you? didn't know that. Um, I, see, I, would have, I would have responded to it, but like lightning, you'd already put a response out. Oh, right, okay. There we go. And at the time, I was actually playing golf, so um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a chance to respond because you'd already done it for me. So I'm doing the hard work. Us. I'm doing the hard work while you're, you're playing golf. Well, I can't help the fact I was playing golf at the time. How did you go on this so, week? Um... I tried my best. Taking part is one of the key things when it comes oh, right, to sport, okay. isn't it? Fair enough. I didn't. I didn't do too bad. I didn't <laughs> put very well. Ready to move on? Yeah, let's let's go. Let's get. Let's get. Um, so before I do move on to the show and tell item, which is, it's my turn this week to do that. So we always bring a different show and tell item to the show. And it's a bit like, would I lie to you? We've got to give two reasons as to what the story is behind it. And then you've got to guess which one's the right one. Before that though, we need us drinks, don't we? So, uh, this week, uh, it's a bit early, isn't it? I mean, look, 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 it's half 11. We can get away with it, can't we? Um, so this week I've brought voca- a beer from Vocation Brewery. 
and uh, it's called Divide and Conquer, which I thought was quite a relevant beer at the minute for a lot of the sort of world politics. That's how uh, politicians seem to be uh, going with things. So Divide and Conquer is pretty much their their message, isn't it, quite unfortunately? But anyway, so I'm, I'm, that's what I've got today. What about yourself? Uh, I've got some got some German beer. I've got some Holston Pills uh, lager. <laughs> so we'll see how, see how that goes. I haven't seen now. that for ages. Didn't even know they still uh, made it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I bitterly have not drunk it for a while. Uh, I think last last place I drank it at probably was Steindrop Lodge in High Green. Which is alleged, apparently for sale now. Apparently it's going to be uh, it's up for sale. So I think uh, they'll be looking for new owners. Uh, I know that they kind of sort of pa- uh, sort of changed hands not too long ago as well. Um, so the the new owners have then decided to get rid of it too. Sad, sadly, a lot of pubs are, are suffering, aren't they? Um, particularly independent pubs that set up are kind of deciding not to even bother opening after all this, aren't they? Which is a shame. Possibly, so, yeah. Um, obviously, on the last episode, when I opened my lager, it went absolutely everywhere. So, fingers crossed, I can actually do a decent job of it. What I would say is I've not actually put it in the fridge, so it might be a bit more lively. So, fingers crossed, I actually get some of it in the, in the glass this week. Right. Well, hopefully. I'm just drinking it straight out of the can again. Anyway, it's time for oh, show and tell. Are you ready for show and tell? Okay. Yeah, so, I'm ready. I've published uh, a poll as well. A poll. Paul, 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 whatever you call him. And uh, that is on the bottom of our video or on our video somewhere. So you can actually, listeners will be able to, and viewers will be able to actually answer it themselves and maybe help you out, Fisher, help give you the answer. Um, Do we actually know how many people are watching? Well, it says there's four people watching this, <laughs> and I'm watching it, and you're watching it, so there's two no, others. I don't think I'm watching it. I don't think I'm classed as oh, a okay. listener. Anyway, so uh, here it is. Here's my show and tell item. You ready? Here it is. Yep. So this is um, my cuddly toy. From when I was born, basically. It's my... Everybody, or a lot of people, would have had a cuddly toy from when they were born, and, and it kind of stuck with them and was their thing from being a baby. Maybe you've still got it now, and I've still got mine now. But what is the story behind this cuddly toy? And it's like a Scotty dog sort of thing, and you can tell how old it is. I've held it up to the camera. Very, very old, as you can see. What's the story behind it, okay? So reason number one, I lost it for 15 years before being reunited with it. Or story number two... It nearly delayed a flight. Those are your two options, Fisher. And feel free to quiz me um, about both of them and, and, you know, try and find out which one's actually the uh, the answer. Okay, well, the major news is obviously that I've actually managed to correctly pour some beer into my glass, which is good. And so your two options are obviously, so there's no dispute in the fact that this is your childhood teddy bear. Yep, it is my um, childhood teddy bear, my cuddly toy. Is, there, is it? Is it actually got two eyes, or has um, one of them fallen off still, by the looks of it? It's still got two eyes, um, but you can see that the they call it snout <laughs> is is starting to look a little bit ripped, and you can tell it's not it's not in the best shape. Uh, but um, I will never let go of it. My good luck thing. Without wanting to put two and two together, um, obviously that teddy bear that spent a lot of time in your bedroom has got some strange white marks around its face. So I beg your pardon. That, that, that is not. That is not. That is. That is poor stitching or worn away okay. material. Just make that right. clear. No problem. Um, I mean, the so hole the first... in the bottom's not. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so the, f- the first um, first question I've got is why did where do you think you lost it for 15 years and how did you find it again? Um, so. It was I, I I couldn't find it so I, I moved house um, probably about when I was yeah. so when I was sixty. Are you, are, no. are you ever going to do a story that doesn't involve you moving house? No, I moved house when I was uh, sixteen. Okay, so from my from the kind of house where I'd kind of grown up, and 
Uh, I couldn't find it after moving house and it kind of panicked me a bit because I thought, you know, I'd, I'd looked after this for a long time and I had it for a long time. Um, and, you know, admittedly it wasn't on my bed anymore. It was kind of tucked away in a cupboard or I thought it was. And when I moved house, I just couldn't find it anywhere. And I didn't know how long it had been, you know, I'd not had it for or whatever. And it turned out that, and this is only a couple of years ago. So if I moved house when I was 15, 16, it was like maybe last year or the year before would have been, you know, would have been the 15 years, uh, that my grandparents had it in their loft. And I think my mum had taken a box of old photographs and videos and things like that. And it just got put away in my grandparents' loft as a space thing, it's just save us some space. And it was actually tucked away in there. And it was a couple of years ago, my grandparents were going through their loft and they said, uh, we've got a box with all photos in and things like that. And they brought it down. And I thought this had completely gone. And I was never going to get it back. And I found it in the box. It was an emotional moment. Well, it sounds like it, yeah. Um, <laughs> were, you not, were you not concerned as to where it was? Did you not search for it over the 15 I, I did. years? Well, I'd, moved, the house I'd, I'd moved house. Um, now, admittedly, oh, the house was still in the family that, that we moved out of because my, my mum moved into that particular house because my mum and dad separated and all that kind of thing. So we moved out and mum moved back in. And Anyway, uh, and I did look. I looked, but in the end, I just I just couldn't find it anywhere. And, you know, I had no idea that it, it was stuffed in this box that had gone to my grandparents' house and no one else had either. I mean, I didn't want to make a massive fuss over it. You know, I was I was sixteen. I didn't want to be seen to be getting worked Crying up over over, a, over yeah. a lost cuddly toy. Yeah. So uh, Vanessa's been in touch, the... by the way, to say that's a scary cuddly toy. It didn't used to look like this scary, Vanessa. Um, it, it used to look a lot sweeter than it does now. Um, and um, you know, we've also had a, a couple of votes on the poll as well, saying that people think I I lost it for fifteen years, and that's that's where most of the answers are going at the minute. Okay. Um, I can't. I... I can't see who's uh, who's voted or what the scores are, although I do have the option to, to vote on it as well. <laughs> um, so I can see it's me and three other people currently watching it, but there we go. Um, so I suppose my my other question is um, that you felt it had been... So the second option was that... It nearly delayed, it nearly a, flight. delayed a flight. So where, where were you flying to or from, or both to and from, I suppose? So like, What were the circumstances around that? I think I was around four years old, and it was my first ever All holiday right. abroad to Mallorca. Um, with my mum, dad, uh, friend of the family, and, a couple, and my brother as well, uh, John O. I did not take your younger brother with you. He yeah, was well, a year younger than you. He, he was very, yeah, he was, he was sort of like two, three. Um, so, and on the way home, I believe, I, I think it was on the way home, because obviously I was quite young, but I've heard this story being told a couple of times. Um, when getting on the plane, uh, and the door shut on the plane, and we were not too far off taking off, I shouted out that I hadn't got my cuddly toy with me, which I'd been carrying around with me constantly, because I was only young. And the air hostess was alerted and the air hostess got off the plane to go and get the dog from, I think it was either the departure lounge or in one of the duty-free shops where we'd been. Um, oh, even, at, even at that age, age of four years old, you were getting into the duty-free. Well, <laughs> well, well done, brilliant. Well, in it now, are you joking? Yeah. Um, and got loads of cigarettes stuffed inside <laughs> it with all the stuff it'd taken out. So it nearly um, delayed a, pl- a plane because of that. So that's, I mean, that, that, that is fairly plausible. I mean, kids obviously are fairly obsessed with the cuddly... T- that's, that's the thing with children, isn't it? That they're really keen on their cuddly toys and possessions, but they think nothing of just leaving them on the floor and chucking them around elsewhere. And then as soon as they drop it, they have to start crying, and an adult has to go and fetch it from them and pick all up right. all the, all all the right. things from I was only three, four. Well, I'm not saying you weren't, but sort of that's the kind of thing that kids generally do, isn't it? Mm. it, it I can't imagine you would have gone and got it yourself, which I no. probably presume you weren't allowed to. But it's here still. Yeah. Um... So how how did how did people know where to look for it? I suppose is my my main question. I, on this I one. mean, I, you know, I've, I've got it's difficult for me to say because I was very young at the time and I've heard this story a couple of times, but very in very vague ways and you know not not full descriptions and so on. Um, 
but no, it, it was it it was definitely lost, and and they they I must have had it. I recognised it with it in the departure lounge, you know, and the sort of seats outside the you know where you where you go onto the plane. So I yeah. think it's it was quite clear where it was going to be, and whether you know, but the aerostess was the one to get off the plane and go and get it. Be nice if I could hey, be nice if I could bring her into the stream, wouldn't it? And here's the aerostess from. <laughs> Uh, which um, will, she won't be busy at the minute, so if she's still well, working. Well, to be fair, she might not still be an air hostess anymore. Yeah, true. Um, so what was the air hostess's name? I don't know that. Sorry. Someone went and got you your, your teddy bear back, your pride and joy, and you can't remember what the name was of the person I, who did it. I could ask my parents for the next uh, episode, although, to be fair, I phone, and I'll come back to it. I'll come back to that. Right. I don't want to say anything. Okay. No problem. So I presume you phoned your parents to discuss this one of the, the two issues, is I guess. No. No? Okay. <laughs> all right, all. Um, so, do you want me to try and make a decision? Yeah, on this? go on. And do you want to know? Oh. Do you want to know where the votes have gone? Three, uh, all three people who've decided to vote have all gone with that. I lost it for fifteen years, lost and then it. was reunited uh, with it. Obviously, you are talking about your teddy bear there, aren't you? Yeah. So you lost it for three years. Oh, I'm, I'm, um, I lost it a lot longer than that. Yeah. Uh, sorry, for fifteen years, not three years. Um, so, I th- I would go with the audience on this one, and I would say that you lost that teddy bear for fifteen years. Okay. So the correct answer, and I'm going to show the results now uh, so that everyone can see the, the, the thing that people are voting for, but the correct answer is actually... You got it wrong. It did actually nearly de- delay a plane for, for um, all those years ago, so back when I was about two, three, four, and, it, and that's the true story. It, uh, it, yeah, I left it in a departure lounge or in a duty-free shop, and yeah, someone had to, one of the aerostests had to go and get it for me. So that's the story. And yeah, I did. I nearly gave it away, but I did call my or call my dad to ask, Dad, you know, my, cud- my black cuddly toy that I've got, which is this dog, um, this sort of Scotty dog thing I've got, um, yeah. which, which has actually turned blue over the years. In fact, it's snouts, it's snouts black, um, but it's it's sort of the rest of the body is blue, um, a dark sort of blue colour. Um, I phoned my dad and I said, Dad, you, you know, you know, you remember this this cuddly toy that I had from from growing up, didn't you? He went, No. And you know, I'd, you know, I'd remind him what it was. He didn't say, Hang on. Who are you again? <laughs> your son. Yes. Sir. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know who you are. I think I know who you are. Yeah. Well, well, he, he had, had a teddy bear. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, he had no idea. He had no idea anyway. Uh, and I had text my mum, um, who is a police officer, so she's probably working. Um, so I didn't know if she was working. Sometimes she has obviously late mornings because she'd work nights and things like that. And she she messaged me right before the podcast started because if I'd not got the message, I would have thought I might have been making it up. But now I wasn't making it up. That's a true story. There you go. Okay, well, well done. I mean, it's, it's a shame you had to get the police involved in it, but uh, there we go. Thank you very much for confirming, Jimbo. <laughs> Remember, you can like the Waste of Webspace podcast on Facebook. In fact, you don't even have to like us. You can hurl loads of abuse at us on there as well. And now you can do that live. Okay, so for those people that might be tuning in for the first time, me and Fisher often quiz each other on different things, don't we? We have different features, and we normally take it in turns to run a little quiz for each other. And this is something that viewers are very welcome to get involved in as well. You can send us your answer, your answers to these uh, questions in the comments, and we can see who's going to get the right answer. Is it going to be myself, or is it going to be you? Because Fisher's going to be the one quizzing me, aren't you, to start with? What have we got? Uh, I've, got a, I've got a quiz about Twitter. Um, obviously, Donald Trump... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, said that uh, some of his tweets were marked as being 
uh, inciting violence and hatred. Um, well, they were. Twitter marked them as such. Uh, well, they were, yeah, but uh, Twitter <laughs> marked them to be as, as such, which is quite remarkable for an American president that they would actually do that. Um, or just the fact that America would have a president who would actually incite hatred via a social media platform. Uh, and his response seemed to be that it would possibly close Twitter down or kind of put restrictions on them. Uh, so I thought I would have a look at other people who'd been either censored on Twitter or potentially have been involved in Twitter legal actions, um, some of which are amusing, some of which aren't, to be honest. I, I've, I've done it. I wasn't actually that impressed with the amount of things that you could access. If you type into Google Twitter defamation libel, you just get loads and loads of adverts for solicitors who you can contact if you feel that someone has tweeted about you in an unfair I thought it had just co- I thought it had just come up with Donald Trump's picture, to be honest with you. To be honest with you. If you Google that, that, something like fair, that. To be fair, that probably was on there somewhere <laughs> along the lines. Um so I thought, yeah, I would have a look at people who've... Hold on a minute, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. What? I missed the opportunity to play the Donald Trump sound effect there. We mentioned his name quite a few times. You did. Go. He's, he's going to come up in a few questions, so it might be worth kind of not doing that when I'm trying to ask a question, if that's all right, please. I don't know, I, don't think, I think our rules are that we have to play it. Uh, well, that's a rule that you made up, yeah. <laughs> but never mind. Um, so, anyway, the Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey... Uh, in November 2016, was involved in his account being suspended. What did he say happened? Did he say there was an internal error? Or did he say that his four-year-old son was playing with his mobile phone and accidentally deleted his Twitter account? So his personal Twitter account was deleted? His, his personal Twitter account. I think he's called at Jack. Right. So what was the first reason again? that There was an internal error, which I presume means... It was hacked by the Russians, and then that was, and then his his Twitter account vanished at that at that point. His, so. his Twitter account vanished for a short period of time, and then and then came back. Um, although the second option is that his four year old son was playing with his mobile phone and accidentally deactivated his Twitter account. How do we know that his four year old son hadn't been hired by the Russians? Could have been. Um, at the time, I think Jack was too busy trying to find his four-year-old son's uh, Scotty dog teddy bear <laughs> in an airport lounge. He just popped out off the airplane to go and get it, and then came back and found that it's going to entertain him for a little bit. You never know, they could have phone. hacked into his Peppa Pig stream and, yeah. um, you know, sent some messages through, delete your father's Twitter um, yeah. and all that. You never know. Uh, okay, I think I'm going to go then. That I, I, I'd like it to be the second one because it's funny. So I think, I think, and, and you know, I've got a three-year-old now. A uh, big shout out to my daughter who has turned three. Uh, just, just here is my daughter, by the way. Number one, Chrisa. I do a space podcast. Thank you. The, the manner in which you said she's turned, and then you paused and looked down, obviously to get the voice bit of her doing it. <laughs> uh, it made, made it look like you, you, you didn't Forgotten know how short. You have to see it written down on a piece of paper that was in front of you. No, no, I know, I know her age. She's curly, curly, curly three, isn't she? Curly, curly number three is how she describes yeah. it. And uh, she's, she's said, she's been said in the last week or two that I asked her what she wants to do when she grows up and she said she wants a desk and she wants to do a podcast because that's yeah. what she knows. That's what she thinks I do. Um, but anyway, uh, well, I do do that, but you know. There is other work as well. Stuff as well. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I, saw, I saw her on a birthday. You did. Thank you very much. You you make some. You made some very nice cookies. Uh, I didn't. My wife did. But yeah. um, I I drove us there to uh, to deliver those. To yeah, it wasn't great when you told us after that uh, you and your wife had come down with a nasty cough and uh, a fever. <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, no, thank you for them. They were really nice. Um, but yeah, I know three year olds, four year olds can be. You know, they're, they're good. On, it's amazing how good they are on touchscreen devices. Um, so you know to delete something I mean, accidentally it could have been done but maybe even on purpose so I'm going to go with that one uh, that it was accidentally by his son uh, that is incorrect it oh. was blamed on <laughs> error 
So computer systems error did that then? Uh, it was alleged it was an internal oh, error. Whether yeah. or not it was something more serious than that, I don't yeah. know. But the official line was it was an internal error. Uh, next up, YouTuber QDiePi. Um, sorry, for any audio listeners, I've just made a shrug of the shoulders, uh, which very much <laughs> suggests that I've got no idea who this famous YouTuber is. But was suspended from Twitter in 2016. What did he do? Did he claim that he had joined ISIS? Or had he tried to tweet every single American senator with a rude picture and was banned after tweeting 34 of them? Um, I would actually say on this point that um, it's quite interesting that for the first time we've gone live on Facebook, I've decided to do a quiz about Twitter. So yeah. apologies to the people on Facebook. <laughs> so just remind me again then. So PewDiePie, who is a well So what's his YouTuber, name again? PewDiePie. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't get that. PewDiePie. Again? Apparently. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> You're just trying to get me to say the names of people who I don't know. Go he's, prob- he's, he's probably friends with Logan Paul. Yeah. Was it Paul Logan? I don't know. Um, and KSL and, you know, all those other mm-hmm. all those other well-known YouTubers. Um, which, to be fair, I mean, I first started doing a, pro- pro- a show on YouTube in 2007. Did you? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Predated all of those guys, most probably. How many episodes did you get up to? Do you remember? Did you get to the 100 or did you not get, quite get there? I did 80. Oh, 80. 80 I okay. Yeah. I think, I think I'm, in my initial run, I did 78, and then I came back for two specials afterwards. Well, they were about uh, 10 minutes long, were they? Uh, they were all at least five minutes. I think they were generally about seven or eight minutes. Yeah. And I, bet I, people wish that, of... I bet people wish that's like how long our podcasts were. Well, yeah, it's amazing that nowadays we can go for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, with well, this, kind is, of ex- this is why we, we go off topic. What did QDiePie do anyway? Um... Is that, is, that how, that right. is that how his name's pronounced? No idea. All right, I thought it was QDiePie. I spoke oh. to QDiePie, but I don't know. Never heard of the bloke. So did he either claim that he joined ISIS or did he tweet every single American senator with a rude picture and was banned after tweeting 34 of them? Let's say, um, I mean, YouTube, not all YouTubers, but a lot of YouTubers, uh, and particularly those that are popular, have got popular from doing ridiculous things, really, haven't they? And uh, yeah. stupid things in a lot of cases. Uh, let's... Both of them seem quite interesting, but I, I like you know maybe he tweeted the senators. Let's say that one. Okay, and you would be wrong, unfortunately. Uh, but never mind, yeah, it's too wrong out of two. You can't, uh, you can't have everything, can you, Jimbo? So did he do uh, that as a joke, claiming that he joined ISIS? Uh, yeah, it was a joke claiming oh. that he joined ISIS, but I think it was sort of taken seriously. Um, so they kicked him off the platform for a bit, and I presume he got back in touch with him and said, "No, actually, I'm only, I'm only joking." What an hilarious joke. Um, and therefore, they allowed him back on. I mean, I know some of our jokes are bad, but we're not quite that bad. No. Uh, so, Courtney Love had her Twitter account disabled in 2011. Why was it? Was it that she was suing Twitter for allowing her music to be played without getting royalties, and Twitter took the account down during the trial? Or is it she was involved in a Twitter defamation case with a journalist, so it was taken down during the trial? She now tweets from a different account. That's an amazing Twitter suspension, isn't it? Eh? You can... We'll get rid of your account, but it's fine. Just go and set another one up if you want. Um. So, but there, there must be a lot of people who were who were involved in in. So, so is it that she was being? It was against her this this sort of case that she'd said something about a journalist in that case, or? Uh, I think she'd said something about the journalist. Yeah. Right. I okay. Think. All right. Um. And the other one was that something to do with her music and Twitter yeah, were so allowing it on, to be played. Yeah. So I think you can often click on videos on Twitter and sort of music will play or sort of background music mm. and obviously I think you can 
bit, a bit like sometimes with some of the stuff on YouTube, are, are the royalties and money kind of getting focused uh, towards the artist who made the song in the first place? I don't know if they launched like their own music service a few years ago, but whether that took off or not, I can't remember. But let's go with the second one. And yeah, she she was involved. She's involved in in a case with it against a journal or with a journalist. Uh, you'll be correct. Well done. And yeah, she now tweets from a different account as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Um, although I believe her original account is still kind of permanently not there, not, not able to gather it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't seem to make much sense, does it? But anyway. Uh, in 2012, Lord McAlpine claimed that tweets implying that he was a paedophile amounted to defamation of his character. What did he request that users who had retweeted the claim did in order to drop legal action against them? Was it donate £25 to children in need, or did he ask everyone to tweet the words, I wholeheartedly apologise to Lord McAlpine for any distress that my Twitter use has caused and tag him in the tweet. So tell me a bit about Lord McAlpine then. Um, well, he's a lord and he's a Tory member and I think there was something on Newsnight around the time of sort of the Jimmy Savile um, allegations coming out that had suggested that a senior member of the Tory party had been involved in sort of sex abuse and what have you. And there was a suggestion from people on Twitter that it was him, something that he kind of denied, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the reason he died is because it wasn't true, I would hasten to add. Yeah. Um, and he took legal action against anyone who tweeted it. I think I think so. some people were slightly more well-known who tweeted it, and some people less so well-known, but he wanted everyone to kind of ensure that they apologised to him or kind of made made good for, for what, he'd, uh, what they'd said. All right, I'm going to say that... Um... I would reckon he possibly would have asked for an apology off everybody and asked them to tweet the apology. Uh, no, he asked them to donate £25 to children in need. That's good. I kind of had him down from maybe not, not being nice enough to ask for that, maybe, yeah. but he was, so there we go. Fair play to him. I, I believe he actually earned... I think he, he got... Um, it was donated quite a large amount of money from certain media organisations that would also repeated a similar allegation against him and I think earned around £150,000, £200,000 all of which he donated to charity um, which was which was very good of him um, I suppose I mean, to it be could fair, be a good way of like raising some money good way of raising some money I suppose it's a good way of sort of detecting you accuse me of and, something get people retweeting um, it and we can make some money out of this yeah and if, 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 if what I accuse you of you don't try and get £25 from me um, then it would <laughs> mean that what, it was, what I said is true and otherwise I've maybe spent 25 quid to try and push certain people out of the system, have <laughs> So, I don't know. How many MPs are there? What, 600 and 650? Yeah. We're not sure what that is times 25. <laughs> uh, if you accuse them all of all of terrible crimes, times 25 times 650 times 25, or 16,250 pounds, which is quite a lot, really, yeah. um, that That's... you've got to spend to try and get these people out of the system. We'll, we'll come up with something, shall we? Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's just a case of targeting the ones that you think might have done something wrong. <laughs> and twenty-five pound a gamble is it? Is it worth? Is it worth trying to do it? Who knows? Let's <laughs> uh, not Steve give any ideas. Yes, uh, of course not. Sir. So Steve Wood, uh, a former UKIP chairman from the Bristol branch, was ordered to pay a Labour politician uh, around forty thousand pounds after tweeting a derogatory remark about him. What was unusual about the offence? Is it that he didn't actually tweet the offending tweet? Someone else did, and it, co- it was concluded that the actual tweeter was just someone who was acting on behalf of Steve Wood. Or is it that he incorrectly named the person who sued him? But the picture was correct. So he... So he, he, he tweeted a picture of a certain Labour politician with a derogatory remark underneath it. Um, or, or kind of, he was sued for that. 
But what actually happened? Was it that he didn't actually send the tweet himself, but it was kind of concluded that the person who sent the tweet was kind of acting on his behalf? Or was it that he actually incorrectly person uh, named the person who was trying to... Um, so he gave the wrong name, but, wrong with, name, but the right with, with the correct picture. Yeah, A bit like what happened uh, on Pointless uh, a couple of weeks ago when uh, they had Barney Owl on screen, but uh, called him Ozzy Owl. Mm. Still upset about that. Still very they upset him, about that. They called him Ozzy the Owl. Yeah, which is, again, wrong. Probably referred to as a Sheffield as well, rather than Sheffield Wednesday, probably. But anyway, I know that grates on people too. Let's go then. Um, let's go to the second one. They actually got the, he named the pic. He, he put the wrong. He put the right picture up, and the wrong name underneath it. Ah, uh, you'd be wrong. Oh. He, uh, someone else tweeted it. Um, and, and he claimed that he had nothing to do with it then. He claimed that had nothing to do with it. But it was his Twitter account. Uh, it was, I think it was from the local branch of right. Okay. They tweeted it and they sort of said your chairman ultimately you're responsible for what the content is on there so you've probably just got someone to do your dirty work for you and as a result I think this is what the judge said it may not be and I apologise to him if, uh, if it's the case mm-hmm. that that's not exactly what was said I think um, but I, I believe it was, it was fined £40,000 according to the article that I read mm-hmm. um, who did Katie Hopkins insult via Twitter which led to a legal trial was it Jack was it Monroe? everybody uh, well, no, specifically, it, it led to quite a notable legal trial. Um, she has insulted a fair few people, obviously. Uh, but who did she insult that led to a fairly notable legal trial? Was it Jack Munro or Laurie Penny? Two people uh, which I've never heard of. No. Do you know anything else about them? Um, one of them is a journalist, and uh, I think one of them is more of a blogger as opposed to a journalist. Is it Jack Munro who's a, a blogger? Because that's the one that rings a bell. Uh, Jack? Uh, I think... I think... They, I think they are a food blogger. They are a food blogger, yeah. Looks very nice, actually. Latest thing is tomato bread and butter pasta for 24p. Okay, that seems, seems pretty cheap. Tinned pear cake, cherry and white chocolate bake, beet wellington. Yeah, that's what Katie Hopkins uh, called them, apparently. <laughs> so, which one of which one was it, did you say? Yeah, which, which one was it that um, Katie Hopkins insulted that led to a notable legal trial? Okay. Um, and the other one, do we, do we know much about that person? Um, the other one, what I would say is that the, the reason, the, the what's issue the, what's was... The name? The, what's the name? One was called Jack Munro, the other was called Laurie Penny. Laurie Penny. Who I think... English journalist. English, I think possibly a journalist for The Independent or something like that. Uh, the I Guardian Times, BuzzFeed, New York Times, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think, I believe what actually happened is that there was a case of Mr... The reason I picked these two is there was a, mis- a case of mistaken identity, which Katie Hopkins wanted to tweet one of these people, but instead tagged the other person into it. Right, okay. But I'll, but I'll, I'll go into that after I've revealed the answer. I'm trying to think which one she might have might have had most clashes with based on what they do. Um, could she have had clashes with somebody who was sort of... Because Jack Monroe does a blog about you know putting together cheap dishes that, that are healthy and that are obviously really good to help people save money, so... Um, would Kate Hopkins have an issue with people trying to save money and trying to? Do you know what I mean? Probably because she's got an issue with everything. Whereas she could have multiple issues with journalists depending on what they're writing. But obviously she writes what she wants as well. So I don't. Let's go, Laurie Penny, shall we? Uh, you'll be wrong. Okay. It was. Um, she wanted to tweet um, about Laurie Penny, who I think had written something about graffiti on a war memorial but she accidentally got confused between uh, Laurie Penny and Jack Munro. How did that tweeted, happen? Uh, I don't quite know but 
obviously, you have the chance to apologise for this, saying it's just a case of mistaken identity. Uh, what Kate Hopkins did was she said, uh, can someone please tell me what the difference is between Laurie Penny, who's an irritant, and Jack Munro, who's a social anthrax? Um, and I think she eventually actually deleted the original tweet. So the next question is, um, Jack Munro said, I genuinely have a clue what on earth you're talking about here. This, you're confusing me with someone completely differently, but you're kind of tagging me into a tweet, making a suggestion that I think it's acceptable to graffiti on war memorials and, and all this sort of stuff. My family are from, uh, I've got a, a large military background. Uh, she was asked, she asked Kate Hopkins to publicly apologise and to do- donate £5,000 to a, a charity on behalf of, uh, just for the distress that was caused to her. Uh, the, she wouldn't apologise. Are you on about Laurie here? Uh, well, no, it was Jack Monroe who was actually tagged in the tweet. Did it say what? she, though? Uh, they. They? Sorry, I, I believe Jack Monroe is a non-binary ah. person. Okay, yeah, sorry, thank you. Uh, thank you for pointing that out, yeah. Sorry, apologies if I, if I said yeah, yeah. he or she at, at any point in that. No, no, but um, I didn't know. I didn't, like, you were saying Jack, but you were saying she, so... And I, so I didn't right, know sorry. if you were talking about Laurie, so, yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Sorry, I do, do apologise. Um, so, uh, Jack Munro asked Katie Hopkins to publicly apologise. The case, uh, she wouldn't apologise and wouldn't give the donation to charity, um, at which point the case went to court. There was quite a lengthy legal case. The costs hadn't been settled, because uh, Katie Hopkins had to pay Jack Munro's court costs, as well as a... Um, a fine to kind of um, make good for the distress that was caused. After 28 days, Katie Hopkins was ordered to make an interim payment to Jack Monroe of how much? Was it £32,000 or £107,000? So we're saying here she could have paid a lot less and made this issue go away, but she had to end up paying more. Well, it could have been settled out of court, but instead it went to court and lawyers' fees were included and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and hasn't, she, hasn't she actually been involved in, in issues with bankruptcy and stuff like that as well afterwards, I think? I'm sure that's been... Uh, but, apparently, it's what I've heard, but... Potentially, and anyone who finds the idea of Kate Hopkins being made bankrupt um, should be... Uh, who finds that funny should uh, should be thoroughly ashamed of themselves, obviously. <laughs> uh, well, no. In, in, in this day and age, we are encouraged to be kind to people, and that includes people who you do like and also includes people who you don't yeah, like. So uh, it's never nice to see people in uh, in distress, whether you're, whether you're fans Let, of them or not. I want to say it was the, the lesser of the figures then, 32,000. No, 2,000. Uh, it wasn't. It was 107,000. Yeah, she obviously hasn't learned a lesson, has she? Uh, well, I suspect she may have now, um, after after paying that out. I think she had to go into an insolvency individual voluntary arrangement and possibly sell a house as well and, and all that kind of thing. But she still hasn't uh, stopped spouting things, though, has she? Uh, well, I presume she just puts the word allegedly in front of it every time. Like we do. Get out of anything then, can't you? Allegedly. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, only two questions left, both of which are around uh, Donald Trump. So, why was Donald Trump's Twitter account... Why, why did Donald Trump's Twitter account disappear for a short period? You said it three times. Well, yeah, but I'm trying to ask a question, so it's kind of... When you keep playing a trumpet, I've got to keep asking it again, haven't I? Yeah. So, why did the Twitter account of the American president disappear for a short <laughs> period in November 2017? Was it... A hacker who disliked Donald Trump went in and disabled his account, or a Twitter employee on their last day disabled his account. Ooh. Now, would would it? I suppose they'd have to. I'm sure that because so many Twitter employees could do that. I suppose, but I'm sure so only there must be very, very, very few people who have got permissions to disable um, an American president's account. This is while he was president, as well. Is that right? Uh, 2017. So yes, it was. Yeah. So I think it was actually a hacker. I don't think. That it, it, 
I, I think that's such a... And, and I know that it could have been a higher-level employee who obviously left and then decided to do that, but I still think... Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it would have been... I think it was a hacker. I think I've heard this as well, so I'm going to go with a hacker. Uh, well, you must have heard it wrong, because it was a Twitter <laughs> employee who disgruntled on their last day. I mean, you'd do that, though, wouldn't you? Um, it depends how disgruntled you are, but, yeah, I'd say it's feasible that you would do something like that. And depends how much trouble you get into as well, but, you know, if you're leaving, why not? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um... What else? Uh, what else would I say? The final, final question. So, just I'm on Facebook Live watching this. I'm getting calls in at the moment, so it's I've got loads of stuff going on in my earphones <laughs> at the minute. Um, the final question: Donald Trump's threatened to sue a Twitter user who I believe was called Fethead in 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 2014. Sorry, you said it again. Uh, I, I believe the Twitter user was called Fethead. I mean, I'm, I'm not too sure whether that's actually true or not. He tried to uh, tried to sue them in 2014. Why was this? Uh, is it that he tweeted a fake picture of Donald Trump holding hands with Kim Jong-un to various celebrities and business people? Trump got wind of this and threatened to sue. Or is Trump, it that... Trump got wind. Yay. <laughs> or is it that he got Trump to retweet a photo of what he claimed were his parents, who were fans of his... You keep saying it. But it... Well, I need to ask a question, don't I, so, um <laughs> It's going to make it very difficult for our listeners with you kind of putting this over the top every time. So, did he get the American? Did he get this person called Donald to retweet a photo of what he claimed were his parents who were fans of his, but it was actually a pair of serial killers? Oh, right, okay. Uh, definitely, definitely Donald would fall for that one, I think. Um, so, let's go with that one, the second one. That you think that yeah. uh, he accidentally tweeted a picture of a couple of serial killers? You'll be correct. Well done. There we go. I think I think I, I don't know. I don't think I did too well on that, to be honest, did I? Uh, not not particularly, uh, in all honesty. But the uh, serial killers in question were, I think, Fred and Rosemary West. Right. Um, someone's tweeted him a picture. This was before he was president, mm-hmm. uh, so it was 2014. So I think he was just in general a businessman who was a bit. Um, a bit annoying on Twitter and making some very stupid remarks. They tweeted in a picture of Fred and Rosemary West and said, uh, is there any chance I can have a retweet for my parents who are massive fans of yours who have both passed away? He retweeted it, and then someone said to him, do you do, you do that as a pair of the well-known serial killers in Great Britain? The fact that he believed uh, he had some massive fans. Uh, well, yeah, well, that's the kind of thing that would appeal to him, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he then tweeted later on to say, to be kind, he retweeted a picture of someone's parents. It turned out they were joking him. He might now sue him, which I don't right. think you can actually. I'm not sure what you would sue him for. No. What the legal, legal uh, offence so would the be. Ca- the, the, the kind of things that he must receive and be asked to retweet, but yet that's one of them that he would choose to retweet. You know, the kind of maybe you mm. know, as a president, could you retweet this for this cause or for this reason? I'm sure there's been a lot of those kind of things recently as well. Would he have chose to retweet some of those things? Probably not. But he'd choose something that uh, shows him in a in a, in a stardom kind of light, wouldn't say that. That's kind of guy yeah. he is, isn't it? I suppose. Uh, anyway, exactly. uh, so yeah, thank you very much for that. For sure, enjoyed that. We'll be back shortly after a word from our advertisers. You've heard of Snapchat and TikTok, but have you heard of Trumpy Pants? Trumpy Pants is a new platform where you can say ridiculous, non-fact-checked, outrageously offensive things and still keep your high-profile job or even your position of power as a world leader. 
Simply say something untrue and ridiculously offensive or dangerous in less than 10 seconds, hit send and your video will be distributed to millions of people to argue and fight over. Some of them are idiots and they'll still think you're great, support you and vote for you in elections. You don't even have to be in a position of power to use our platform. Cheryl of Facebook has been using it for weeks to share her views that are definitely her own and not what she read in a tabloid newspaper. So sign up to Trumpy Pants today and start sharing because you know your views are right without spending any time to consider other angles. You just need the rest of the world to know and to agree with you. So we've come to the part of the show then where we look at the news and what's going on in the world. And uh, you know what, um, Fisher, yep. you know, we, we've been struggling, haven't we, to find, you know, to find other things to talk about because it's coronavirus this, COVID-19 that, Dominic Cummings this, all that kind of thing, anything basically surrounding the lockdown and coronavirus and COVID-19. Um, so, you know, finally, we've got something else to talk about. Absolutely. Is it anything good? Uh, uh, well, I suppose it. I suppose it depends what the, what you mean by good. Well, yeah. Um, it's probably not good what actually kick-started it in the first place. No. Uh, but it's a lot of people protesting uh, from the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, protesting against racism that uh, happens, unfortunately, in society. So hopefully the longer-term outcomes are going to be good. But unfortunately, the reason we're talking about it is because of racism, isn't it, basically? Which obviously is, is exists. We've all known it exists and... And yeah, and that this is the position we find ourselves in, and and it's you know, and it's just it's, it's all you know, a lot of things are coming to light over over this last week or so, and you know, it's it's a, it's a shame, isn't it? It is. I think uh, the the unfortunately the issue that highlighted this maybe a bit more uh, in, in the last few weeks was the death of George Floyd. I think the hopefully hopefully I've got his name right there because I keep yeah, wanting right. Keith Floyd, the same as a celebrity chef, um, and he was. He had a police officer kneel on his neck, and for, for I think eight or nine minutes, he was pleading for uh, for help and saying that he can't breathe. And unfortunately, he passed away later on. Um, now, part of the problem was that I think the crime that he actually allegedly committed was he tried to pay for something with a fake bank now, um, and the police were called, and sort of this this happened to him. Um, and it's as a result, I think there has been perhaps a larger, more significant movement in terms of anti-racism than there's probably been in the last, or, or certainly that I can remember in, in my lifetime. Um, and it's a very, it seems to be very polarising in terms of people's opinions on these protests. You, at the same time, you've got thousands and thousands of people protesting during a pandemic, which may or may not be a good thing. I think probably a lot of people will agree with what they're actually uh, protesting for whether or not it's an appropriate time to, to protest is a is a slightly different uh, or maybe different in, kettle of fish. or maybe in the way it's being done I suppose um, but there are obviously lots of of, of protest and and you know to be fair even even those that are sort of gathering in, in in large numbers are trying where they can and again it's something you don't always see on the news and the media is it that they are lots of people trying to um, trying to um, do this by social distancing at the same time aren't they which is obviously the correct way to do it at the minute. Um, but yeah, obviously, a lot of the time you only get to see the images that are of those that aren't doing it that way. Yeah. Um, and again, that's down to a lot of the media, isn't it, and what they choose, what, yeah. what they choose to show you. Well, it's, it's down to a very polarising effect that we have on, mm -hmm. of, of people nowadays. Um, I'd suspect the people who complained about people gathering on the beach um, recently were possibly the same people who are protesting. Um, 
and the same people who are complaining about people are protesting, but possibly people who were celebrating VE Day, for example, yeah. and sort of saying that that's fine. Um, I, I, I don't know whether it's maybe appropriate to try and combine the two and for the Black Lives Matter to maybe have a massive conga going through uh, like they did on VE Day. That might be appropriate. Who, who knows whether that would be a, a good thing to, to do. Um, uh, one thing that has caught my eye a little bit is the attitude of the NFL, the National Football League. So I think it was San Francisco 49ers uh, quarterback Colin Kaepernick uh, in 2016. I think he protested. He, he, he took, took the knee, um, knelt down on one knee to protest during the American National Anthem, uh, which was kind of a, a controversial move to some degree because President Trump, being President Trump, obviously came out and said that if you're protesting, then what you can do is go and find another country to protest in, or, or words to that effect. Um, said it was a disgrace that it didn't stand for the national anthem. The NFL also said uh, that anyone, after after a short period of time, then came out and said anyone who wants to not stand for a national anthem can stay in the locker room and come out after the national anthem, then play their game of American football. Yesterday they came around and said they apologised for that, and they were wrong to take that view. And specifically, I think Colin Kaepernick uh, was protesting against police brutality towards um, towards black people in America. And also, I suppose, just the almost inherent underlying racism that sort of just exists in society anyway. I think, to be fair, American policemen would possibly counter that by saying they're not necessarily racist and are more than happy to uh, to beat white people up as well. Uh, <laughs> but I think that is, again, a slightly, uh, yeah. slightly different uh, different take on things. But yeah, they, they, they turned around and said that having said one thing, they now actually completely disagree with that. Um, you might maybe want to speak to Colin Kaepernick and understand why he's not had an NFL uh, NFL contract for the last three years and had to settle with an out-of-court settlement for sort of loss of earnings and all that sort of stuff, which probably doesn't seem very fair. So you can now it's gone and they've gone and backtracked on it. Uh, but it's kind of led to a lot of protest and a, almost a bit of a revolution that hopefully will try and do its bit to improve uh, the lives of the newest black people and kind of bring more equality to um, to society. There's a, lot, there's a lot of people completely missing the point with it, isn't there? And, you know... Um... Who, who a lot of people, it's obviously particularly white people who are who are feeling like they are being told that they are racist, and it's not quite like that, is it? It's more about the fact that we're all very, um, what do you call it, very ignorant, I suppose, aren't we? A lot of people are very ignorant to actually their biases and what they can't see. They are yeah. the mistakes they're making, and and that's what it's all about, really. It's not necessarily all, you know. Of course, there is. There is, you know, vulgar racism that takes place, and we only have to, you know, being football fans, it's something that you see, particularly when, you know, in a lot of other countries, and sadly this one as well, which has been highlighted over the past yeah. year as well. Um, but there are, it's, it's all about the sort of unconscious stuff that goes on, isn't it, as well, that people aren't aware of that, that they need to think about. And it's, I think, uh, Keith, Keith, well, Keith Lemon, Lee Francis, who plays Keith Lemon, um, he made mentioned it, didn't he? He kind of made an apology for. The old the the characters that used to play um, in Bo Selecton used to play some black characters as well as as characters from from other sort of backgrounds and ethnicities as well, um, which but but his message really was just about him the fact that everybody's learning and that everybody should learn should think more about what they're doing and how they're acting or how they're perceiving things which I think was right itself whether or not um, you know Key, Key, Lee Francis was was actually. Uh, I think he was probably more more sort of acting about that. He was sort of impersonating a character, wasn't he, and a personality in those sketches, really, rather than rather than somebody you know making fun of somebody's race or anything like that. But it was good that yeah. he kind of mentioned that you know it's things he's thinking about, I suppose. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but on Keith, on, on on Lee Francis, though, um, yeah, making you, you thought at first he was apologising for something else, didn't you? 
Uh, well, I think you should treat everyone equally. And I think Lee Francis should probably uh, apologise for all the characters that he played on Bow Selector, the majority of which weren't very funny at all. So <laughs> he should have. But no, I, I, I wasn't a massive Bow Selector fan. But I Welcome to Lorraine that... Kelly Live. Can you well, see my yeah. growler? She used to, used to say that. I, I quite liked it, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, as I say, everyone, everyone's got their own taste on things. But certainly I don't feel that he ever sort of made any any issues around the actual race of people or, or kind of made fun from uh, from that point of view at yeah. all. Um, I think yeah, John, so, John Barnes echoed that as well, actually. He sort of said, I think he said uh, in a sort of response to his message, uh, Instagram post or whatever, that he didn't really think he was, you know, he, he had anything to apologise for on that front. But I think the, the very point that Lee Francis has pointed this out about people needing to learn is a good thing anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I say, and, and I would probably think that uh, the way we've kind of explained this and talked through it is probably pretty bad, in all honesty. We've probably not uh, not kind of highlighted the issues that uh, we would have liked and sort of done it as effectively as we could have done, should have done, but then that's that's what it is. We don't sort of know a huge amount around this topic, uh, but we have sort of spoken about it and given our opinions and helped, helped to highlight the issue. And obviously we've got four people watching this live, one of which is me, so those three <laughs> people, hopefully we've done our bit. And that's all. That's what you can do. You can do your bit. You can kind of highlight highlight the issues where you see them. Um, so shall we move on to talk about some other things that have been in the news then? And uh, Yeah, go on. So let's, let's start first of all with uh, zoos are struggling in the pandemic. Have you seen this? Zooms are struggling. Zoo, no, zoom, zoo, not zoom, zoom is more popular than ever during the pandemic. They are flying. They are flying. But we're talking about zoos and particularly uh, Chester Zoo. They have tweeted saying, oh, they've, they've put messages out on their social media and their website saying that they are really, really struggling because, and if you think about it, it you know, you can see why because, you know, there's, there's animals there that are being housed and that have got obviously, you know, electric to run and you've got feet you know got to feed them still they're having no visitors that you know obviously a zoo's income is is very very important because they've got a lot of of things to pay for you know how expensive animals can be you know if you've got a dog or a cat you know how much they cost um imagine that on a grander scale i mean how many tins of cat food do you have to give to a tiger uh well yeah this probably season to give them a cat i would have thought but um at the same time sure the upkeep of animals isn't that expensive i mean they do actually live outside don't they well more people they've got more electric people... to run. Yeah, sorry. Keep, carry on. No, when you say they've got electric to run, it's not as though the, a gorilla goes and puts its tea in the oven every night and sort of has to do anything <laughs> like that, is it? I mean, they just, you, you just chuck them some food out and eat it. I'm talking yes, about the incubators and, and things like that that they have and the, the oh, aquarium sorry. fish tanks and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but... You're talking about the fish tank again? <laughs> Obsessed. But, but, like, yeah, it's like a lot of people have got dogs during the lockdown. And uh, a lot of people are say- they're saying that uh, you know all these people who you know decide to get themselves a dog to walk because they've they've got nothing else to do when the lockdown ends um, and zoos are struggling and there's lots of spare dogs, you know, like you said, lions, tigers need something to. I'm only joking, of course. Never do that. Dogs are not just for lockdown or Christmas; they yeah, are for ever. And I suppose the same as any other place um a lot of local businesses will struggle after this so if you yeah. can do your things to support them then it would be much appreciated yeah um but that said chester zoo isn't particularly local to us so we'll, you know yeah do we care <laughs> of course we of course we care we do we care, care. I, yeah. I care particularly because the, the snakes have, have been really really struggling so from from some other local uh, places where they've they've kind of not been able to house and look after the snakes properly they've had to take on even more snakes at chester zoo and uh, the yeah. snakes have been really upset about that haven't they fisher yeah, it's been very difficult for the snakes. Um, they're struggling a bit in terms of finances, and the snakes have complained that they don't really have a pit to hiss in. Hey, well done. We worked on Thanks that one, didn't we? Yeah, I think we first used that on the show <laughs> the fish tank about 11 years ago. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, something I want to show you, by the way, so just sticking with the uh, COVID-19 stuff, um, 
there was a there was somebody in America, and I think it was an American uh, government official who turned up to a, a sort of like community event thing where they were reopening a tennis court or like allowing people to play tennis and things like that again. And she she had to do a bit of a speech about how to you know continue to play tennis and the sport of tennis during these particular times and sort of measures and things you should be taking. So she got into a bit of a tangle with with words. And uh, uh, do you want to do you want to listen to it? Go on then, let's, let's see what she says. Every player, unless they're from the same, same household, has to bring their own tennis balls so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls um, with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah uh, I, th- I thought that was worth mentioning. I really wanted to play that as well because I, I found that um, particularly funny. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that you know that that's the true point though. You can't be you know when you start playing sport again. How how is that going to work? I mean, no f- football is starting again, isn't it? You got the Premiership. Is it next week or the week after, and then following week the Championship? Um, uh, I think it, yeah, I think it's next week. I mean, you can't take your own football. But you can't have two footballs per per game, can you? So one one team will play one, the other team plays with the other. Are they going to be playing that's, with gloves on? Do you work. reckon like rubber gloves on or something like that? Will. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, if you have got rubber gloves on, it's only it's only the same as if you. You're wearing your, you've got your hands there. So mm. I'm assuming perhaps the ball boys will be given um, some disinfectant hand spray, spray on the hands of the person taking the throwing. <laughs> or maybe not, I, I don't know. Uh, um, it is quite amusing that the Premier League keeps coming out and saying that the safety of our players is paramount. Of course it isn't. What's paramount is that you, you carry oh, on yeah. playing your games of football to make sure you get paid a load of money by Sky. Exactly. Um, and yeah, don't get me wrong, obviously, if someone tests positive, then they have to self-isolate. And I think... I think in general, it's only a few people testing positive out of the thousands of people that have been tested every week in connection to football. But yeah, as I said, again, just the fact. Well, that obviously they've only have... just they've only just started going back to training within the last week or two, haven't they? So I suppose yeah. we'll we'll find out as as time goes by. And by the time they actually start playing the matches, it could be a lot of different story, couldn't it? Really. Um, yeah. Obviously, I see how that goes. Um, so anyway, um, other sort of sports, did, maybe. Um, did, yeah. I, I did see that Arsenal played a warm game against Charlton yesterday. Yeah. And they were encouraged to turn up in their kits. Because um, obviously using changing yeah. is a really, really big problem um, in terms of pl- playing the game of football. Mm-hmm. So I've just seen your mum's commented, by the way, there, I think. Yeah, we'll ignore it. Is that your mum? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, there you Fair go. Enough. Actually left it in the duty free first. So I, I, oh, I, okay. I attempted to lose this this black dog a couple of times during, the, uh, during that holiday. And it's still yeah. with me. There we go. Um, my mum actually got uh, my daughter Ada um, another version, a newer version of this dog. Uh, right. Not not long since, uh, not long after Ada was born. So yeah, so Ada's got a very version good. of it as well, but a newer version, one that doesn't look like it's been battered. Yeah, yeah. give it thirty years time, I'm sure it will do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so the, the players have to turn up in their football kits. Obviously, sharing change rooms is a major major problem. But I was wondering whether they have to drive there in the football boots and wear the shin pads and all that sort of stuff. For... Possibly. It reminds me a bit of when you when you're playing as a junior player mm. and you have to turn up wearing your kit and you're kind of you're not trusted to get changed because it'll take you too long and you'll forget part of your kit so you have to wear it just to make sure you've got all your stuff well it's, it's interesting isn't it like if, if the you know if, if a team is is uh you know struggling with 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 results and they are lurking near the bottom of the table and and, and relegation and so on still going to occur so we're talking what barnsley football club near the hovering near the bottom of the championship at the minute I believe so. Could yeah. they just go, oh, you know what? We've got a bad case of the old COVID-19. <clears throat> COVID uh, <laughs> we're in a bit of trouble here. I wonder what's going to happen if, if things like that happen. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think if you're, um, 
if one of your players tests positive, then potentially your entire team might have to self-isolate and all that sort of stuff. So that will cause problems. Um, I know with the recreational cricket I play that at the moment we're not going to be able to play anytime soon. And if, if someone does test positive and you've been in a change rooms with them, then that mm. means you might have to self-isolate for 14 days as well, which would potentially make it a bit difficult. I wonder if in, if, if anywhere in the world there is a football, because obviously there's a lot of football players, a lot of football teams, if there is actually a football player called something COVID and they do wear the number 19. That must be I frightening bet, yeah. as a football player, you know what I mean? Running yeah, past that player, I'm not going near him. He's not getting tackled today. Anyway, um, so on from, from one sport to another, um, porn. Um, yeah. <laughs> well um, sport. Porn star, and I just had to, go, I, I, while I was talking to you then, I was trying to get the story so I could refresh it in my head, and I've just go, I tried to Google porn star frog or toad, and I actually just ended up Googling porn star, and uh, that brought up lots of different results. But anyway, um, so Spanish act, um, porn, porn actor um, Nacho Vidal, um, isn't there, a, isn't there a, a sort of clothes designer called something Vidal as well? Or perfume uh, I or think something? there was a hairdresser called Vidal Sassoon, wasn't there? That's it. That's what I'm thinking of. Anyway. Passed, passed away recently. It was, it was sad to hear that he died so soon, really. <laughs> Hold on a minute. You, des- you deserve it. There you go. I mean, you know. It is about death, but, you know, anyway. So, a Spanish porn actor is being investigated on suspicion of manslaughter after a photographer died during a toad venom ritual. It seems to go back to the Peter Mandelson thing we had last week with the witch doctor doing the voodoo um, spell on um, on his on his arch nemesis, wasn't it? Yeah. So, what, what, happened, what happened in the toad, toad ritual, then? So... I, I don't exactly know what happens. I don't know if it's gone into to, to lots of detail because... Um, obviously, it's something that's being investigated, but I, I don't know why they would have had a toad involved in, in, in stuff like that. But obviously, toad, and whether it was involved in his actual work or not, but if there was a photographer there, then I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really sure how, how that would work or <laughs> what you'd need to do that for. I don't know. Um, is, it, is it just the case that pornography is getting a lot stranger now than it used to? Po- possibly. They're running out of ideas, aren't they? Has lockdown got that bad for people? Yeah. But that's what they now need to need to do. Watch things with strange toads in it and witch doctors. Yeah. I mean, they've got long tongues, haven't they, toads? I suppose so, which make them good as a porn star, I suspect. Yeah. <laughs> um, They're slippery. They can be slippery. Fair enough. Should we move, should we move on yeah. to something else? <laughs> should, we talk about, um, should we talk about Lord Sugar? On, uh, we mentioned Twitter earlier on, and stupid people on Twitter who present The Apprentice. And Lord Sugar also probably applies in that category. Uh, the British version of uh, of Donald, uh, not going to say his surname, so you don't have to play the noise. Or you can play half the noise. Um, and he fell for a bit of a, a bit of an old trick, really. It was someone sent him a message around saying, if you add your age to the year that you were born, then you would end up with the number 2020. And he sort of seemed to comment saying, it's amazing, it seems quite true. <laughs> but... I'm not really sure he quite understands the concept of how your age actually works and as time progresses. Yeah. So, so uh, he, he he it was it was a it was one of those tricks, weren't it, that could work in any case for anybody? But he he actually fell for it, thinking it was real. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 I think it, the best time to try it really is I think on sort of January the first, because then very few people will have been born so far in that year. Yeah. True. And they will be the same age and all that sort of stuff halfway. When you do it halfway through the year, you're kind of going to capture only about half the people because they might have had a birthday already. It's a bit like saying, it's a bit like saying, right, Jimbo, I'm going, to, I'm going to do a test on you. I'm going to do a test on you. Think of a number. Think of any number between one and a thousand. Have you got a number? You really want you me to have one? I want you to think of a number. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, now I want you to add. Oh, do I need my calculator? To that number. Okay. You, you might want yeah. to. It doesn't really matter what the number is because it's all <laughs> going to work. It's all going to work. We're going to work. I want you to add one to that number. Yeah. Now I want you to take away the number you had originally. Yeah. You're now thinking of the number one. In- incredible. How did I do it? <laughs> How did I do it? There you no go. one knows. You could. I could have done a drum roll, and you could have revealed the answer yeah. and everything. But, but never mind. Uh, so anyway, well, should, we, should we try tweeting that to Lord Sugar later and see, we shall see what he says? I tell you what, though, yeah. you would. You know, you described him as our version of Donald Trump. Would you swap? Uh, no, we, we can keep Lord Sugar. Actually, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep hold him. Don't come. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you who is in America from yeah. around here from reality TV. Yeah, who've been protesting in the Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter protest? Jedward. Are they there? Yeah, they've. There's been video footage of them sat on a car, uh, or sort of stood on a car and protesting in San are, Francisco, are you sure, San Diego. Are you sure it was them, so and it wasn't just a picture of a big crowd, and then their sort of like hair, <laughs> like there was two spikes just sort of <laughs> st- 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 at the top. Is that Jedward? Uh, they were very much the centre of attention. And uh, did they even still have that hair? Yeah, yeah, still got it. Yeah. Trademark, isn't it really? Yeah. Anyway, well, there we go. with this, we be- move on to your quiz. You know, you know, like I said that you know this is live. And, uh, you know, hopefully nothing's going to go wrong. Now, we've done this. We always do this live and we never stop, do we, for a break or anything like that. But today is one occasion when we are actually live on Facebook that I need to go to the toilet and I cannot hold it in. So you're going to just... Don't worry, I'll play some music. I'll be back in just in, in, in a minute. So that was completely not staged because I really needed to go to the toilet then. Um, but did, it's... did we seriously just do that? Did we just pause the podcast <laughs> just so you could go to the toilet? We didn't pause it. We, we carried on going. They didn't just play some music in the middle of it. So... You could at least just left me on my own so I could have at least actually <laughs> tried to entertain people as a one-man show for a few minutes. I, look, it nicely leads into my next quiz, which is all about live TV, and it might link to one of our questions quite nicely. But that, I promise you, wasn't staged. Did you, did you wash your hands for 20 seconds afterwards? Yeah, I did, yeah. I was going to say that, actually. I, did, I followed all the correct measures. I used soap and water and things like that. A big shout-out to uh, Leanne, by the way, who's listening in as well. So we've had Leanne, Dawn, my mum. Uh, <laughs> hi, mum. Uh, Victoria, uh, your, your missus, your wife, Victoria. Vicky. Uh, she goes by a Sunday name, does she, on uh, on Twitter. And Vanessa, we've had a got, got in touch earlier on. So let's, uh, let's continue. Are you ready? This is all about live TV. Okay, and things yeah. that have gone wrong in live TV. So it's our first live episode today, so we thought we'd do that, okay? So, in 2015, TV presenter, comedian, and entertainer Steve Harley was presenting the final of Miss Universe competition. What mistake did he make live on TV? Okay, now this might be something you've heard before. Um, oh, but I'll, he, 
uh, in what year was it? 2015? Yeah. Do you want the possible oh. answers first? No, I know what the answer is. If he got it was 2015 and still thought it was like 1973 and therefore thought that the Miss Universe competition was an acceptable thing to do <laughs> on television. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's correct as well. But <laughs> anyway, uh, did yeah. Donald, didn't, did Donald Trump used to run Miss Universe or kind of be involved in the judging panel? Uh, do, would that, would that surprise anybody? Probably not. Oh, no, probably not, no. Um, so, yeah, he announced... Uh, so, A, he announced that the winner of Miss Universe was Columbia. This was followed by a minute or so of confetti, celebrations, and the actual crown being given to Miss Columbia. However, he then announced, he'd actually announced the wrong winner, and that the winner was actually the Philippines, and he had to, re, he had to de-crown Columbia, which to the embarrassment of upset, uh, of upset to the all, uh, all the contestants involved. Okay, so that was, one re, that was one thing that could have happened. B, he went to the toilet during the ad break and took longer than he thought he would. This is why it links back nicely to what I've just done. Uh, meaning that he thought... Um, Meaning that he didn't get back in time, and the young, a young TV runner had to stand and fill in. Steve Harley later explained he was struggling with an upset stomach, and that's why he was so long. Fair enough. Uh, Steve Harvey, um, not Steve Har. Steve Harley is someone completely different. Cockney I was going to say, wasn't he with the Cockney Rebels? Yeah, not the same one. Steve Harvey. Yeah. Come up and see me, <laughs> make me smile. Do what you want. It would be smiling Running if he was presenting wild. the. Uh, um, it would be smiling if he was presenting Miss Universe. Uh, well, I suspect so, yeah. So, it, obviously, he had to nip to the toilet during the Miss Universe competition, which is perfectly understandable, but he obviously yeah. claimed he got an upset stomach, which I'm not sure we completely believe that. I think that, I, I seem to recall it being on TV, then that I think the way it was written on the the way it was written on the card was a bit confusing, and he announced the wrong winner. So, I think it kind of, like, went down in order, but then the winner was on the other side of the card, sort of in a different place. He was just reading down, got to the bottom, thought they must have won. Then noticed on the other side was who had actually won, so I think he announced the wrong winner for it. Correct, he did. Uh, if you watch it on YouTube, it's it's really awkward because once the win the actual winner gets crowned, she just doesn't want to have won it. <laughs> and Miss Columbia stood there like, <laughs> not sure what to do. Uh, th- th- thank God he did it to an audience of people who are fairly low maintenance, yeah. <laughs> Next then. Uh, the MTV Music Video Awards in 2002 happened to fall on Michael Jackson's birthday. So they arranged for a cake to be presented to him on stage during the award ceremony. But what happened? Did Lee Francis turn up dressed at... I'm only joking. <laughs> no. Uh, a, Britney Spears was chosen to present the birthday cake to him and in her speech referred to Jackson as the artist of the millennium. When Michael Jackson arrived on stage, he thought he was being uh, presented with the artist of the millennium award and proceeded to do an acceptance speech for an imaginary award. Or B, just after Jimmy Fallon invited Britney Spears to the stage to present the award, he walked off to the side of the stage and unknowingly leaned on the trolley, which had Michael Jackson's covered-up birthday cake on it. The trolley wheels hadn't been locked, and the, and it rolled off the side of the, side of the stage, <laughs> causing a loud crashing noise, and the present had, presentation had to take place without a cake, leaving it look a little <laughs> bit odd because there was nothing to give Michael Jackson. It's his birthday. Can we just get him on stage and walk off? <laughs> didn't, didn't you present an award ceremony once? That involved accidentally sitting on a cake before I. I did. I went. I. I was. I was hosting. Um. I think it was the Excellence Awards for Barnsley College one year, and uh, I was all suited up. You know, I'm not the kind of. I don't wear suits very often. You know, I. I just don't. Um. So I was wearing my suit, and yeah, I went and sat in a cake. So I don't know how I did it. I think I knocked, someone had knocked a cake onto my chair, so I went to sit. It was like a bun, I suppose, and I went and sat, and it was iced, and it was oh, it was all over the place. So I had to sit um, on a cake and then present the rest of the awards with a cake. Stuck to was me. Dicky Bird there. Dicky Bird may have been there, yeah. 
Yeah. He, he normally um, goes to those kind of events. You know, anything for free, basically. Dicky Bird is what people say. I think so, yeah. And if it involves, <laughs> being, if it involves Yorkshire. I remember that. Oh, it's tremendous. But, oh, yeah, it's, it's great, isn't it? It's um, surprisingly very kind of like, you know, although he's very popular, obviously, around the country, around the world and everything. Um, in Barnsley, he's got very much of a, you know, a, a split kind of opinion of him. You know, a lot of you know people have certain opinions of how he sort yeah. of carries himself and, and so on. But anyway... Perhaps some of the people in Barnsley has given them out in the past uh, yeah. when they've been playing cricket in a controversial decision, so uh, you know, they, they don't forget it. Um, but on Michael, I think I think I recall this that um, Michael Jackson thought he was getting the award for Artist of the Millennium or something like that, and went up to give an acceptance speech. I presume it had not, it had not cottoned on to him that the award for this was just a birthday cake. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, yeah. For your work over the last thousand years, we'll give you something that will go off in two weeks' time. <laughs> Um, so I think, I think he thought he'd, he'd won the Arts and Millennium when he hadn't. <laughs> you are correct. Well done. I mean, it's almost, it's almost like he'd forgot it was his birthday and actually thought he was going for an award. <laughs> uh, but I suppose he's won a lot of rewards, so maybe that's why. But anyway, um, number three. Uh, Christine Raglera sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl in 2011, but what went wrong? A, her mic didn't work, so she sang the full national anthem and nobody heard it. Or B, she got the lyrics wrong. Oh, I'm not too sure uh, on this one because they sing it. I think singing the national anthem at the start is different to um, doing the halftime show, isn't it? So I think I seem to remember a few years ago, Lady Gaga sang the national anthem at the start of the game, which again is a bit uh, bit of an unusual choice. That said, so so is Christina Aguilera. Uh, Could she have forgot the words? Is it is it drilled into people that much that you would just remember what the words are, or is it the case that the microphone not working could easily happen because all you have to do and then it starts <laughs> working again? So, Nicely obviously, that, did that work? I don't know if that came through on your ears. Yeah, okay, it worked pretty well. The should have cut out then, yeah. It's like having Norman Collier in the room. I think that, I think a microphone probably stopped working. Now, she actually got the words wrong to the national anthem at the, uh, at the Super Bowl. So, that was uh, obviously a tad unfortunate there. Uh, yeah. Next then. Uh, number four, TV presenter Kathy Lee Githard on the Today Show in America did what in 2012? A, she asked actor Martin Short how his wife was doing, forgetting that his wife had died. B, while doing an interview with an actor from Grey's Anatomy, felt suddenly sick and turned round to vomit over the back of the sofa. Um, well, I think both show the dangers of live television. Vomiting over the sofa, I, th- I think she'll be able to get off stage. Um, I don't know. Sometimes you I, are. Sometimes you're very quick to vomit, aren't you? And you know you ha- might have to just vomit over whatever you can, whether that's a, a bin or. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't over a bin. It was into a bin. <laughs> um, hey, but to be fair, I managed to get off the train right, and, okay. and get myself uh, to the to the bin uh, at Chapel Town <laughs> train station. What a tragic start. Um, you know what's happened I, actually? Can I just put, can I just put in there a second? I was I was having a, a lovely sleep. It was my my I was having a lion. It was my turn to have a lion because you know I didn't have Ada that night, so I was having a chance to have a lion. And um, you know I didn't have to get up for work or anything Saturday morning. And I heard some loud noises at about it must have been a half six seven o'clock. And you know I was really enjoying my sleep. And and you know when you're asleep you're kind of, what's what is going on? And it was really loud. And 
I didn't remember that this had happened because I must have been able to get back to sleep eventually. But I didn't remember this had happened until I came out of my house um, hours and hours later and realised that somebody, oh, well, it would be the council, obviously, I've put a bin right outside my house. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a new bin, which is great because, you know, when my wheelie bin gets full, sorted. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bin right outside my house and that's what they were doing. But why half six, seven o'clock in the morning? I can only imagine it's because it's a busy road and obviously it was quieter at that time. So. Yeah. Best time to put bins out, clearly. Yeah. Uh, so... so what did Kathy Lee Githard do on the Today Show? Did she ask actor Martin Short how his wife was doing, forgetting that uh, she'd already died or that she'd, she'd died a few years before or whatever? Uh, B, while doing an interview with an actor from Grey's Anatomy, she felt suddenly sick and turned around to vomit over the back of the sofa. I think she might have accidentally asked the actor, or on purpose asked the actor, um, Martin Short, how his wife was doing, forgetting that she'd passed away. Yeah, it was a bit of an embarrassing incident, and again, that's uh, on YouTube if you wanted to to watch. But I think he, you know, he handled it, uh, you know, fairly well. Um, next, then number five, BBC weatherman Thomas Schaffernicker did what live on TV? A, he was caught flipping the bird. I don't know if that's the way to describe it, but flipping the bird to a fellow uh, to fellow presenters or the production team when newsreaders cut to him, or B, he knocked over the green screen as he was uh, he was using while presenting <laughs> the weather. So they kind of. The, the map just sort of dropped backwards and vanished. Yeah. Um, I I can remember this going viral. And I think the person introducing the weather to him made some kind of joke, which basically said that he's going to do the weather forecast and I can guarantee it's definitely going to be 100% accurate and correct. Over to you, Thomas. And as it went to him, it was giving it the old, uh, <laughs> giving it the middle finger. Uh, um, and the camera cut to him live and he got his middle finger up, at which point he went, and yeah. Crap, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was, that so, was the best bit of it, wasn't it? That yeah, yeah, absolutely spot on. Well done. <laughs> so yeah, that's exactly what happened, and it was mainly the face he pulled afterwards that was probably the funniest thing. I don't know if if he got into any trouble over that or whether it was kind of just you know one of those things. But anyway, well, surely when you have a camera pointing at you, yeah, you or just you're in don't a live take TV the risk, show, do you? Yeah, you, you may be trying to be professionally. It's like when. For example, we used to do um, programs on... I can see what you're doing, by the way, Jimbo. <laughs> For any audio listeners, you might want to notice that Jimbo is currently sticking his middle finger up at me and resting it on his face. But when we used to, when we used to talk... Um, when we used to, I used to appear on your radio show on Penistone FM, which yep. was available. Uh, and you're still back doing your radio show at the moment during lockdown, aren't you? Which is on uh, Fridays, Fridays and Sundays, from, yep. Yep. Um, are you on at the moment? Right now? Could, could, yeah. Right this second. Oh, yes, I will be. Oh, no, I've finished. Yeah. I've finished now. Okay. Finished well, at there 12. Probably was, there was, probably was actually an overlap between this live podcast it and the was. pre-recorded radio show. Yeah. So almost impossible to imagine. Ah, oh, I don't want. I don't want to watch this podcast. I'm going to stick the radio on for a bit, <laughs> and you're on there instead. Um, but when we used to talk in the studio, uh, between when songs were played and between that sort of stuff, you're actually a bit cautious that oh, what, yeah. if the microphone's still on and you've been picked up, you don't want to sort of say anything too controversial. So you just plan and you talk normally. You'd imagine any, anyone who works in broadcasting, you think it'd be the same, wouldn't you? But obviously, so, so, yeah. so many times it's it's that's happened where. I think even Anton Deck nearly made that slip a few years ago uh, on I'm a Celebrity as well, but I've not included that one in here because just haven't. But anyway, uh, next then. During a rare live episode of EastEnders, what did Joe Joyner, who played Tanya, do? Okay, and this is a few years ago now, maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago, maybe. Um, she forgot her lines, panicked, and said, I'm going to the laundrette, even though in the scene it was nearly midnight. So she just wanted to get off the, the scene, basically, because she yeah. didn't know what she was doing. Or B, when referring to the character Ian Beale, she accidentally called him by his real name, Adam. 
Oh, yeah, because it's Adam, Adam Wood. Adam Wood, Wood yeah, who plays yeah. Ian Beale, yeah. Uh, and has played Ian Beale for, for a long time. I think it must be difficult, surely, knowing someone by two different names. Yeah. When you're kind of acting and if you actually know that person. But then, then, then again, I mean, compared to how long Ian Beale, or, and I've just made the mistake there, Adam Woodyard has been in EastEnders. Joe Joyner, well, who played Tanya, wasn't wasn't in EastEnders for that long. Now, if I if I joined EastEnders now, I would never I would never be able to call Adam Woodyard by his real name. I'd constantly call him Ian Beale. <laughs> He's yeah, just been I mean, around so long. You, only... you, say, you say that, but what yeah. I would say is that um, Ian Beale has been in EastEnders pretty much the same amount of time that Adam Woodyard has been playing him. I think, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much. So it's a legitimate mistake to make. Um, but it, but is it? You, you, so but you think it'd be harder to call him Adam? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because to everybody, uh, he's Ian Beale. I think, well, yes, I suppose you won't quite say it like it's Ian Beale. Ian Beale. Uh, I think that's how, he, how his name used to be pronounced on the uh, on EastEnders. I think, I, I think the idea of going to the laundrette is probably doesn't make much sense to me, even if they might have been desperate to see Dot Cotton. Is that where she worked? <laughs> she did work. I don't know if she still does. She's not on it anymore, is she? she no, no. A couple of weeks ago. If, if the laundrette was called, um, was did the laundrette actually have a name? In EastEnders. I think it just could it called, it. called Could it not have been called Cotton Washers or something like that <laughs> if it was Dot Cotton who worked there and she owned it? It would have made a lot more sense than just the laundrette. So I I, I think she accidentally called Ian Beale, well, the character Ian Beale, and made reference to his real name, which is Adam Woodyat. Well done. I think you're doing really well on this. Um, the next one, then. Um, so, Sir Elton John, while attending a posh indoor tennis competition at the Royal Albert Hall, did what live on TV? And again, maybe this is something you're already aware of. But A, he fell off his chair. Or B, he had an argument with someone in the audience, which was caught on camera. Uh, I, I, I don't recall, in all honesty. Um, so it could have could feasibly have been either of those. Not quite sure what whether Elton John would particularly be that keen on tennis in general. I don't know what, his, uh, what he likes doing other than... Posh sport, though, yeah, I'm assuming it's probably there for a charity appearance or something like that. Was it for the was it a charity game or was it a actual serious competitive it was, match? It or? was like a it was like a sort of like a special masters thing where they were yeah. obviously playing indoor and it was it, yeah it was like a posh sort of competition. Not not obviously I don't think it was proper. I don't really know to be honest, but yeah. So what you're saying is you don't know and you know absolutely no. nothing about tennis. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been an exhibition match. It could have been a challenge series. Could have been, yeah. Could have been whatever. Um, but he was very involved in it, so he wasn't just a spectator. He was kind of in, in some in some way involved, in, like a celebrity coach or something like that. I think Elton, Elton John does like arguments with people, doesn't he? Because he did yeah. have that um, spat with some photographers once, didn't he, mm-hmm. at, at an airport? Which I think you was asked a question about where he called them rude, vile pigs or something like that. I just kept shouting the words, "You're rude, vile pigs, rude, vile pigs." Um, yeah. Getting that aggressive that his wig nearly fall off, probably. I think I, I think he might have fallen off his chair. I think Elton John's quite short as well, so I think it might have been quite funny when he did do it. So you don't think he's still standing? <laughs> well done, though. <laughs> Actually, uh, he did make that joke himself, which was uh, pretty good of him. Um, but then he, he, if you watch the video, he falls off his chair, and then he, he, you can hear him sort of shout, I'm not standing, and then he gets up, and then the journalist comes over to him. And he goes, "Are you okay, uh, Elton?" You had a, you know, you know, the, the top presenter, and he went, he went, "Yeah, I'm still standing." He said, "I'm not standing." He said it again, and then they continued to ask to speak to, him and he went, "I'm not standing." Yeah, yeah. He carried on making the same joke over and over again, but uh, yeah. Anyway, there you oh. go. So that was uh, that was that one with Elton John. Next, then in 2006, only two left. 
uh, no, three left. Uh, 2006, Guy Goma became famous when, A, he was walking across London Bridge as weather presenter Carol Kirkwood was uh, presenting a feature. It was raining and windy, and while live on TV, her umbrella blew out of her hand down the bridge, only to be caught by construction worker Guy Goma before it, it, went, over to, before it went over the Thames. Um, so he managed to catch it before it flew over. Um, this action was all caught on camera, live, obviously. B, recently graduated from business school, uh, from a business school, as a business school graduate, is invited on into the, uh, to an, a job interview at the BBC for an interview in the IT department. So he was waiting in the reception area. A showrunner came to the reception and said they were ready for Guy for his interview. It turned out that the showrunner was actually supposed to be collecting Guy Cuny, a, t a technology journalist, and ended up putting Guy Goma on live BBC News, where they proceeded to interview him about an issue surrounding Apple naming rights. He visibly noticed the mistake, but continued to answer questions he obviously had no clue about. And I think, yeah, looking at your face, you know this one, don't I you? Think, I, I think now, now you've explained the examples. The <laughs> name did ring a bell from somewhere. And now you've mentioned what the examples are. I, I specifically remember this. And there is a fantastic moment on the interview where yeah. it dawns on him that he's on live television. <laughs> and he very he kind of went, uh, well, um, uh, uh, he, um, he, he, uh, he, he kind of goes, doesn't he like that? A, yeah. A real look of horror on yeah. his face as he was asked to explain the situation. And it was quite blatant. He got no idea what he was talking about. But I think, I think so saying that he got no idea what he was talking about, I think actually on the news report, he'd got the, he'd got the winners of the court case completely wrong anyway. Oh, right. And okay. he just kind of, he, he sort of bumbled his way through and said, yeah, I think that's, depending on what your views are, that's something that could quite easily be uh, confusing and uh, you need to be careful about uh, <laughs> the implications of this as well. So he didn't I say, he didn't say much, but he did well, didn't he? To, to yeah, kind of go, just, yeah. One of those things where he said 30 seconds of absolutely nothing, but managed to cover it I'll reasonably tell you what, well. Whilst... If I'd have left him here while I, while I went to the toilet to uh, go and do my business and so on, I bet he'd have managed to, to, to keep up a good show. I would have managed to keep up a good show. He didn't give me the chance. He just put some <laughs> music on instead of me. So you're going to go for that answer? Uh, I, yes, it, it, it was definitely that. I remember it well. I had to put that in because it's just a, an iconic moment, isn't it, I think. Next then, uh, I don't know if you'll know this one though. In 2017, Amanda Holden did what while presenting this morning? A, uh, she constantly referred to a transgender guest using their former name despite being corrected four times. Or B, asked astronaut Tim Peake if it was true that he'd, re re uh, that he'd really brought a piece of the moon back home with him. Bear in mind, Tim um, Peake never been to the moon. Uh, yes, obviously that's a, that is a, a good point. Um... Is it that I thought it was going to be C that she read out a question that you'd asked on live on this morning, like Philip Schofield did all those years ago? <laughs> um, would she have asked a transgender person? Or which I, I suppose the, the thing I, I can't quite get me around in terms of the transgender uh, issue is how would she know the person's original name and not the one that they're going by now? Um, well, because so. they would have been as part of the, the person telling the story. It might have been a story about their journey. But it could have been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and to be fair, I would have thought she would have someone in her ear continually saying, "Actually, you got a person's name wrong. Can you please call them?" Do you think Donald Trump sort of... constantly has somebody in his ear though, trying to tell him, uh, you know, not we're comparing Amanda Holden to Donald Trump here, but um, well, obviously one of them has got a face that has been completely uh, covered by cosmetic surgery over the years and all that <laughs> sort of stuff, and the other one, um, yes, obviously we're not, we're not we're not comparing the two clearly. I think if Donald Trump does have someone in his ear, then he doesn't really listen to them. Oh, he probably just takes it out before he goes on, doesn't he? You know what? I'm not going to bother with that. I don't know if you've watched the videos by Michael Spicer on Twitter it's called the man, the man in the Room Next Door. Oh, yeah. Uh, having he's, he's, he's pretending to advise the... Yeah. yeah. Like, he did it with Matt Hancock a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, which, to be fair, is sometimes getting back to the Guy Goma question. He does sometimes say to them, oh, just, just say anything, just say, yeah, we're, we're putting out new procedures, new policies, something like that. They'll like that. And they just get, he does sometimes say, just, just, just say something that means nothing, but people like it. Uh, so I think that, I think she asked him, did he bring back a piece of the moon, even though he hadn't been to the moon? I think that's the kind of thing she would do. Correct, she did. So where she'd heard that from anyway, I'm not sure. Uh, obviously, didn't do her research, but uh, yeah, there you go. And then you find... I think, I think she had done her research, because originally uh, she was actually started speaking about... Um, she got confused between Tim Peak and the TV programme Twin Peaks. <laughs> and she started asking about that, I think, to start with. So <laughs> quickly realised her error and found out it was an astronaut. Last one then, Randy Johnson, one of the, uh, were one of the most famous porn... No, I'm joking. Uh, baseball players of all time. Um, and also one of the tallest at six foot ten, as a bit of a fact for you there. Uh, yep. One of the fastest throwing pitchers as well, which for you, Fisher, bowling. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, what happened during one of his games that was being televised live? A, he was pitching, again for you, Fisher, bowling. A bird f- uh, flew into his path and was struck, resulting in a cloud of feathers and the bird's death. B, it was a very important match where his team could win the series and one of the coaches ran onto the field to tell him his wife had gone into labour. Johnson left the field straight away to go and he um, got to her side and obviously they had the baby and everything, but uh, unfortunately his team went on to win the series and uh, his wife had a healthy baby and everyone was happy. But he had to. Yeah. the idea was that he had to leave there and then. He was obviously yeah. one of the biggest players in the, you know, in the, in the, in the whole competition and everything. Okay, so... Um... If his wife had a baby, bear in mind he's six foot ten. I think the baby's sort of weighing at uh, <laughs> you know thirteen pounds and probably about my uh, size. Yeah, uh, I I have I have seen in cricket games birds be killed as a fielder throws the ball back in. There was a, a, a bloke who played for Yorkshire called Jack Rudolph, and in a game that was televised years ago, it was on the boundary, threw the ball back in, it hit a pigeon and killed it. Um, so he kind of literally had to walk over to where the pigeon was, pick it up. Put it at the side of the pitch, and, and through, every time he touched the ball throughout the rest of the game, all the fans kept shouting, Rudolph killed a pigeon! <laughs> Rudolph killed a pigeon! Um, probably much to his annoyance. Uh, all the other options, obviously, the wife in labour and have to shoot off, which is, is very understandable. Yep. But I, th- I think I think with the speed that the ball travels, I think when, you, cause you, when you're playing cricket and you, can, and you bowl the ball with a straight arm, I think generally the fastest you can get to is about... Uh, 95 miles an hour, maybe a little bit more if you're going particularly fast. But as you throw the ball, you can generate more speed. So it's quite powerful. And I think you can travel at sort of up to about 150 miles an hour at times. So I think that he possibly killed a bird that flew across his path on live TV. Well done, you would be correct. That was uh, what happened. So there you go. And uh, that was our live uh, sort of TV quiz that I had for you there and things that have gone wrong on our live, first ever live broadcast. Hope you enjoyed that, yep. Fisher. Yeah, I'm just checking. We've got four people watching now, but one of them's me. So uh, thank you very much to the people who watched. Apparently, you can times. Uh, apparently, four's not a representative figure, and uh, you have to times it by about a thousand. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. I, think uh, I think that's when it's actually viewer interaction or listener interaction on your radio show and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah when it's just got sort of a live count of how many people are there. I bet you're glad you spent most of this week trying to work out how to. I wanted to. I, look, I I wanted to develop my own skills in 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 learning how to do live broadcasts. So there you go. I, I've I, yeah. but I, I'll do it again because it was. Weird. And I don't have to edit this now. It's all done and dusted. 
Sorted. So well, there we go. Well, thank you very much for a good episode. Um, we'll be back with episode 67 hopefully next week is the plan. Yeah. Uh, uh, please two, do two feel free to get in touch. Thank, thanks to the people who have uh, tuned in at various uh, in- intervals throughout our uh, podcast and wrote to us. So a big shout out to everyone and to my mum for the uh, information that I didn't get on time, but it came in just in the nick of time so that I could tell you the story about this um, sort of odd looking old fusty black yeah. cuddly toy dog thing. What's it? What's it got around its neck? It's like a. It was its sort of collar, which I think actually is from another teddy bear, which I took off another teddy right. bear to put on this one because the original one from this fell off or got old or yeah, whatever. Just, but there you go. Just looks like he's not very good at t- tying a tie. Yeah. Thank you very or much for listening. Thank you very much, yes. We'll see you next week. Bye bye now. Are we still live or can I do a Thomas Panaka? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>